Okay, so as many of you know, I've recently retired from my micro gym at the ripe old age of 35 years old. No, I didn't sell it, and I sure as fuck didn't go out of business. I actually was able to retire due to the success of my micro gym and then the allocation of the revenue I made into purchasing commercial real estate. That building I bought back in 2016 made for a great home for my business, but I knew one day that someone would come along and offer me a lot more money to lease it from me. So now I'll be sitting back, collecting mailbox money, not having to work anymore, but I will still be doing this, creating content to help microgym owners. But now that I've actually accomplished what very few owners have, I want to walk you through it step by step. Microgym University is currently open for enrollment leading up to the release of MGU 301. See, currently we have two tiers of courses inside of MGU, 101 and 201. But now I'll be releasing the courses that will take you through the exact process in order for you to purchase your own building and carve out your own personal wealth path. And no, you don't need a ton of money or have some rich Uncle Larry to make this happen. What you do need is the desire to pair your hard work with the smart work that I'm going to lay out for you. Listen, guys, MG is $50 a month. Cancel anytime. You can literally pay for one month, binge watch 25 hours of course content, and then cancel, no problem. But we will be releasing MGU 301 before the end of the year, and there's a very high likelihood that we're going to be raising prices very soon. So please go ahead, get registered. The link is in my Instagram bio. Dial into the course content that's helped over a thousand micro gym owners create a better business and be the first in line when MGU 301 drops. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. One of my favorite books on branding is called Primal Branding by Patrick Hanlon, in which he lays out seven elements of primal branding. Essentially, the characteristics that all successful brands have. And my goal is over the next seven podcasts to hit you guys with these and talk to you about them in the context of the fitness industry, maybe some other businesses as examples, and just kind of wrap on these so that when you're thinking of your brand, right? Like so many of you are in a position where you're not getting it done. I don't know why. It could be sales, it could be marketing, it could be whatever. It could be retention, it could be logistics, whatever. A lot of times I go back to, do you fully understand what you are? Like honestly, if I, like, and this is the most uncomfortable part of any seminar I do, where we go around the room and I'm like, hey, tell me what is your brand? What is it? You, who are you? What is it you do better than anybody else? What is the core focus? Like if I ask any questions in and around brand, most owners, they, they fall short. But if I ask on tactics and programming and that kind of stuff, they're generally very robust with the answer. So hopefully this will get some of you guys framed up and thinking more on the level of brand and as and not just like oh my brand like it's not just from a branding perspective it's also how it comes alive as you're going to see in these podcasts the conversation of branding is only perceived as like pie in the sky fluffy bullshit by those who would either encroaches on their business cuz they're selling you marketing funnels and sales and marketing tactics and those who just don't understand it and nor do they want to understand it um, so anyway let's fucking get into it uh, the seven elements of primal branding are creation story, creed, icons, rituals, lexicon, pagans and haters, and then the creator. Those are the seven elements. Um, 
I'll try to remember to do the podcast in that order, but we'll go ahead. And this is the first one. This is the creation story. So every brand has an amazing creation story. And when I say amazing, like it, it's not life-changing, but it, it's a story that's unique and packs a punch, right? Um, when I uh, when I first heard the the creation story of, you know, if you ever hear like Apple, right? And Steve Jobs and Wozniak in the garage creating the first computer, right? Or if you've ever heard the, the creation story of, uh, I believe it's Christian Dior, the perfume company, right? Or no, I'm sorry, not Christian Dior, Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder's creation story is really cool if you never heard that. Estee Lauder, the perfume company, she was um, she had made a few samples of her own perfume. She was shopping around the department stores. They weren't even taking the time to check out her shit. They were just like, nope, sorry, hit the road, lady. They would not even entertain her sales pitch. And one time she was leaving and she was super flustered because she got you know rejected for the 1100th time. And this chick fucking slips, trips, and falls and sp- spills one of her perfume bottles and it breaks on the carpet inside of the department store and she rushes out of there embarrassed. Well, she's back in the mall or that department store at some point later on down the road and people flock to her like, holy shit, you're the lady who ran in here and you dropped something. It smelled so good. We had so many customers asking us, what was that scent? Like where they could buy that perfume and that's how she got her start, right? So that's a really, that's a cool creation story. Um, if you're a fan of How I Built This by with Guy Raz, it's a podcast. Um, he, I mean, that's essentially they go through the creation story of all these really cool, famous uh, companies. Anyway, why does the creation story matter? Well, your creation story is going to be one of the origins of all the things within your brand that come alive. Okay, so for example, I'm working with a micro gym right now, and there we're going through a rebrand, and in that rebrand, they're looking for significance. So we started the creation story. Well, he started the company years ago on Halloween is when he opened up. So when we think about like his new rebranding unveil, when he's going to unveil it to all the customers, we're going to do it on Halloween. That's obviously ties back to his creation story. Halloween parties and Halloween events obviously play a huge role. I don't want to say his brand name and all that because he's not a, we're not 100% finished on it, but it has a lot to do with the branding of the business. goes back to the origin story, the creation story of this company. So, you know, when you're thinking of creation story, where do these things live? Think about it. Like, where would you talk about your, your origin story? Well, it probably manifests itself on your website in the about section. Hopefully you're currently writing blogs and content-based, I'm sorry, context-based content, right? So that's content that has a fat chunk of context as to who you are, why it is you do what you do, whatever it may be. And maybe those are coming to manifesting the form of blog posts or you have a drip campaign so that when people inquire and they submit their lead information, one of the emails they get explains, hey, listen, you know, we asked you a bunch of questions about who you are and whatever. So we figured we'd tell you a little bit about our backstory. And if you're interested, we hope you, you know, it relates to you or you enjoy it. So these are places that your creation story would exist. However, when I work with the micro gym, we take creation story and we boil it down into two different versions. There's the long version. That's the version, again, you'd see on the About Me page, the version you would read about in a, you know, a lengthy 300-plus word blog post. Um, maybe if you end up doing some kind of cool promo video where you get a videographer to come and kind of talk about how you got your business started, if it's got a really good storyline. That would be the long-form version. But what's more important is the short-form version. All right? I'm going to use myself and Urban Movement 
as an example on this. So as most of you guys know, I got into this industry when I was 15 years old, okay? I'm 30, I'll be 36 in December. And my creation story is fucking lengthy, just like so many of ours is. But you don't have time when you bump into somebody at Starbucks and they see your hoodie and they're like, Urban Movement, what's that? I'm like, well, you got a few minutes? Because when I was 15 and a skinny redheaded kid, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, they don't have time for that. So my creation story, whenever I bump into someone, the short version of it is always this, right? Someone sees an Urban Movement hat or a hoodie or whatever, and they're like, good. What, by the way, real quick, I've seen that before somewhere. What What is urban movement? I'm like, oh, it's, it's a group fitness facility right down the street. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Do you, do you work there? Do you, I'm like, oh, no, I'm actually the owner. Like, oh my God, that's awesome. How did you get started doing that? Or how long have you been doing that? You, how, do you guys, how many times have you gotten to that point in the conversation when somebody realizes you own a micro gym? Like, oh, that's cool. How did you get into it? How long have you been doing it? When did you start doing that? There's always some question that the answer is an origin story. But let's go ahead and condense it down. So what I like to do with Urban when I get asked that question is I go into a one sentence answer. And I say, oh, so I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Well, I started it in 2010. It's evolved into many different variations, but our current version is called Urban Movement where we utilize tempo training in our group fitness workouts. And we're right down here on Clan Road, right down the street. One more time. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, so I started it in 2010, and uh, it's great, you know, kind of evolved over the years into different versions and models, but the current one is called Urban Movement. And we utilize this signature type of workout called Tempo Training, and we're located right down here, down in Clan Road. So do you see what I did there? In about nine to 12 seconds, I've gone ahead and I've told them, hey, thanks so much, I started it in, so I'm giving like the historic 2010, is when I started it. I'm explaining that it's done a bunch of things over the years, because I don't want to go into, well, I was ESC Mobile Fitness, and then I was CrossFit South End, and then I was Urban Movement. I'm saying, ah, it's evolved a bunch over the years, but currently, you know, the model is Urban Movement. So I'm giving the name, and then I'm giving them something, because I want a follow-up question. I want to create intrigue. So I'm dropping, we utilize tempo training in our group workouts. My goal with saying that line is that they're going to come back and say, what is tempo training? That, my friend, creating that intrigue, that's where marketing genius really comes to play. Um, Because like those of you guys who started CrossFit way back in the day, you got to say CrossFit and everybody asked what that was and you didn't realize it, but there was was a huge advantage to having intrigue in your one-liners. So I create the intrigue and then I add a geographical reference point because again, convenience over community, convenience over fucking everything. People are going to be more likely to associate themselves as a customer of your service if you're convenient to the rest of their life, okay? So, you know, again, just kind of like if you need to rewind the podcast and kind of write that down and figure out your version of that for you, that is the creation story in the short form. That's how you do it in real life, verbally, when people bump into you. It is what you teach your staff. Like your staff should fully understand the creation story. Inside of MGU, I do an entire breakdown, right? I take all seven uh, primal branding elements and I do a full breakdown. Many of them are fitness example based, but I go through all of them. And on the creation story, one of my favorite examples I provide is Belk. Do you guys know Belk? 
Belk is the department store, probably soon to go out of business for forever. Um, but they had a rebirth, you know, within their brand after having some significant financial um, disarray, you know, a couple years, uh, actually a long period of time of, you know, not doing great. And one of the things that they realized is that their employees didn't even understand the fucking, the history of the business. They didn't, like, they couldn't answer the basic questions. So they actually created at Belk headquarters this awesome, like, employee lounge free food, free drinks, coffee, all that. And they had this giant timeline with all these awesome pictures and the dates and how it got started. Kind of like a museum flowing interactively through this, you know, corporate lounge. And it, it, you know, it was their effort to really tie their, their employees into the creation story. So you guys got to make sure that your staff, I don't care if it's a part-timer, I don't care if it's a full-timer, whatever, that they fully understand the creation story. They got to know where you came from because that is very indicative as to where you're going to go. And then you want to arm them, right? They're not marketing savants, right? They're not even great with probably words in general, like from this perspective. So arm them with a one-liner for when somebody bumps into them and like, cool, you work at Urban Movement? And like, yeah, I'm a coach there. I've been doing it for about three years. Oh my God, that's awesome. How long has that been around? I've never heard of it. Then they are armed with their fucking one-liner that gives the origin story. Now, there's a couple other one-liners that we'll talk about, you know, uh, and uh, that come to life and I've made other content on, you know, obviously the what is it you do, why do you do it, all those other one-liners that also have to be um, provided and thought of ahead of time to give to your staff so they don't sound like fucking idiots in public when somebody asks a question. But guys, that is the creation story. If like the concept of primal branding and these elements are really, you know, like really interest you for your micro gym, head over to the link in my bio, go and get enrolled in micro gym university. The shit's 50 bucks a month. You can watch all the courses and be done with it and cancel it instantly. Um, I just want to make you smarter micro gym owners. That's it. But I'm going to be doing an entire six more parts of this series of primal branding. Remember that is primal branding by Patrick Hanlon. Highly recommend you pick up the book. It's a very short, easy read. Um, so guys, yeah, get to work with your creation story. What is your long form version that's going to live on digital assets? And then what is your short form form version that's going to live in actual conversation? All right, guys, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day. Yo, 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 real quick though, real quick, could you please go leave a review on this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to it? My mom called me and she said that she read some reviews and someone was complaining because I swear too much and I just need to get Susan off my ass. If you guys could please go leave me a review, go share the good word. I know I'm a little bit unconventional, a little aggressive, but if I've ever helped you at all with this content, I would greatly appreciate a review. Thank you so much and I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast.